Well, hello there. Welcome to the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I guess with the Weekend Update being what it is, a lot of things could be going on uh, over the weekend. I mean, I know that we they wrapped up what the, the, the Fanny, uh, Fanny, yeah, I want to yeah. say Fanny because that's really, I think, how she pronounces it. Yes, yeah, she does. It, but it looks like Fanny. She came into the courtroom. Did you see it any, any of it yesterday? She came into the courtroom. No, I just read. But she, I, went, I was going over the text yesterday. She made, But she made her presence bill felt in the courtroom like she wanted to come in and, and sit right with her counsel and look at the judge, and I thought, boy, you know, and people made comments. Commentators said, well, you know, it's it's kind of a bold thing that she's doing. It's, uh, she, it's very much in your face to the judge and the other people in the courtroom. And I thought, well, you know, this is the kind of person I think she is. And it may not be to her benefit, but the, getting Bill back to what you said yesterday, don't keep your hopes up because— this guy, by the way, this guy was appointed by Brian Kemp, a Republican governor. But Brian Kemp is a rhino, okay? Uh, but the point is, he was not appointed by, uh, you know, a Democrat. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, I do know that, uh, you know, Fanny with, well, you, you talk about she came into the court. A lot of these people, you know, didn't want to say anything. Right. Oh, you can't do that. That would be dangerous for they never said life, but they, you know, they did say career. Right. You know, and nobody wanted to fess up to things. But then I think what happened was her boyfriend, when he was shaking and sweating, she said, I got to rescue him. Okay, so she's going to rescue her lover. We'll, right. We'll, we'll give her that. And, but when she went in, that's when uh, the wheels came off the bus because she was in a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. If she left him alone, he probably would have spilled beans. The fact that she went in to help him, she spilled beans and she revealed herself. And a lot of when you go back and look at the, the text messages between everybody and all the attorneys, they got caught. They got caught in line to the judge. And actually, that affair goes back to before she was elected. So this has been a long going thing. You know, you know yesterday, and, the summation bill was uh, there were about five different lawyers for the side that wanted to have her removed. They had Trump's lawyer. They had a lawyer for someone else and a lawyer for another lawyer for Trump. And they had all these different lawyers, and they all had about 15 minutes to make their presentation to the judge. And mm -hmm. and they all did really, they did a really good job. I thought they were magnificent. Uh, all of the guys who were making the case to have her removed had solid arguments. And then the guy came up who was defending uh, Fani, right? And and uh, he's, he's, not, he's not a dumb guy, I guess, but I thought his argument was weak and very, very tentative. Like he didn't have all of his facts in front of him and wasn't exactly sure what he was supposed to say. You know, uh, it was, there was no Perry Mason moment from the lawyer who was defending Fonny. So I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, based upon uh, my observation from the sidelines, I would think that she's in serious trouble. But, you know, Bill, we have been disappointed consistently mm -hmm. by the judiciary, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I mean, the Democrats say they, they think it's a foregone conclusion now about January 6th with what's going on with the Supreme Court and, and Trump's immunity 
Well, yeah, that is going to throw a lot of stuff out. And there's another case that's up on the on the docket about January 6th. It could take a lot of those people that have been incarcerated or served time to go, eh, you know what, time out, foul on the play here, and could change a lot of the outcome of uh, all of that. So a lot of now, strange, now, Bill, a lot of strange stuff. You know what happened yesterday? What? Uh, a guy named, was it Scott Baker, who's a, a journalist? Yeah. A journalist, you heard about this, right? Uh, yeah. He's a journalist for, I believe, The Blaze. And yeah. he reported on January 6th, and he really did some investigative yeah. coverage of uh, January 6th. Do you know what happened to him yesterday? You probably well, do. Didn't he have to report? He had no, to report yeah, he was, I knew he, that. Was, he was taken into custody and arrested. Yeah. Arrested yeah. for his reporting. Yeah, if you go back, we actually talked about that yeah. earlier in the week. It was it was there, and uh, he was lamenting about it. That was his thing, saying, yeah, it's the last thing I'm going to do before I got a report. Yeah. And all he did was uh, January 6th, he reported. How dare him report news that didn't go well for the Democrats? Well, let's see if we you got know? this right. Laura Logan, who is a multiple Emmy Award-winning reporter, who has been uh, on 60 Minutes. She's covered Middle East war stories. She is a sharp, smart, attractive lady uh, who in a normal news environment would still be uh, up front and making a lot of money. Well, she's mm-hmm. she's now been relegated to the dustbin of journalists. Uh, she, But, you know, she doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. It's mainstream media that's the problem, not Laura. And uh, so she has moved to the side, but she's okay. She's okay. She's on X, has probably more people following her on X than she ever had on 60 Minutes. That's Laura Logan. We have um, Catherine Herridge. Catherine Herridge is an intelligent, smart young woman uh, who is a true journalist in every sense of the, of the word. She believes, I totally believe this, that you follow the story. You don't follow a predetermined narrative by a political party. You follow the story wherever it goes. If it takes you to a side you don't you don't want to report on, well, you still got to report on it because you're a journalist. That's what she feels. So what happens to her? CBS, the uh, woke new president of CBS News, uh, who is more into the politics of the business and not the news gathering uh, of the business, she... She dismisses Catherine Herridge, and she keeps all of her stuff, all of her computers, her records, things like that. Well, there was a big uproar. Apparently, they returned most of it to her on Friday. Right, yeah. Because they didn't have the—they were looking for the source material. Who were your hidden sources on your stories that were against, you know, the deep state? Well, they didn't find it, apparently. And uh, but they're fining her eight hundred dollars right. a day, eight hundred dollars a day. If you don't turn in your stuff, you don't tell us who your sources are. That's another eight hundred bucks. You know. Yeah. So, and now we have this uh, story we just talked about from uh, was it is it Scott Baker? Uh, yeah, Scott Baker yeah. with the Blaze. He's been he's been with Beck for a while, working doing stuff. God, how, how now? Tell me, it's not an attack on journalism. Journalism. I mean, I saw a well, picture the, the two FBI agents Bill, walking him to his car, and I thought, man, this looks like this looks like uh, Germany in World War II. You know, and how do these agents? 
how do they justify doing this? I mean, you're acting as a well, as stooge. I, I wondered that, too. You know, you do see these guys doing that, goose-stepping, but, you know, then uh, going back to World War II and uh, the Gestapo and uh, uh, the Third Reich and all of that, how do these guys sit there for love of country? I'm just doing uh, my job. Just well, doing my job. Doing my job. Well, you know what? Maybe your job is corrupt. You know, mobsters do their jobs, too, but they still had to go serve time. I got to wonder about the real character of the people that do this. And that's what you yeah. have to question yep. is their character. But I think when you look at Baker of what's going on and, uh, you know, everyone else that is being, you know, penalized and locked down and thumbed down, they make sure that the news story gets out there and the left, you know, they propaganda it out there. So we see it because they want people like everybody listening and you and me, Jim, to take notice and get scared of that so that we shut up and, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and we're an easy target because, you know, these people at least have a source of revenue that should be pretty healthy from yeah. what they do. And let's face it, we don't charge for this show. We've never collected a dime. We've talked about it, but we've never done it. And yeah. uh, therefore, if somebody came in and put the pressure on us, you know, it, it would well, be a it tough even, one to say, it we'll keep even going. Have, it wouldn't even have to be on us, Billy. They could put the pressure on our distributors, uh, mm -hmm. the other people who stream our programs. They could shut us down with the snap of a finger, and they know it, and we know it. By the way, if that ever happens, it's not because Bill and I wanted to leave. It's because somebody else did something to remove us, okay? If you are yeah. a regular listener, all of a sudden we're not around, well, you know, do the math. Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, I guess in the past couple of days, uh, Mike Benz, who is an executive director for the Foundation of Freedom Online, a former advisor to the Trump administration, uh, he was on with Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon wouldn't have a guest unless the guy right. had something to say. Steve Bannon does a program called The War Room, and uh, he, does, he does some pretty interesting interviews. Steve is a staunch uh, uh, MAGA person. I you hesitate to say it because people think, "Oh, MAGA, well, that's like the Nazis." No, no, no. It's, mm. it's a these MAGA is just uh, regular people who believe in make in, America great yeah, again. In America. Come on, that Come. is not a Nazi organization. But they that want is... they want you to believe that, and so does no. Biden. Biden wants you to believe it. Biden well, wants you to, he wants he talks about MAGA like it's a, a despicable underground operation, but it's not. It's not even organized, folks. That's the thing that gets me. It's not even organized. There's no central headquarters. There's no, you know, uh, hierarchy. It's just, uh, it's like a, a, a bunch of people who believe in the same thing, you know? But anyway, uh, Mike Benz was on. He was talking with uh, Steve Bannon. It went like this. Benz, you put some up the other day. Your, your analysis and breakdown of this has just been amazing. But I want to hit the American people with full-on right up front you're saying, and you say you have evidence of, that the CIA and the deep state apparatus is already actively at work to make sure that President Trump does not return to the White House and that we do not win in 2024. Am, am I overstating your case that you're, you're making, at least on Twitter and other social media platforms? No, not overstating that at all, although I'm still sort of processing some of the details I just heard from John Solomon. My mind is sort of reeling right now at some of these revelations because uh, they connect to so much else and so many uh, <laughs> so many unanswered questions about uh, 
about the Ukraine story, which really is at the heart of this of this uh, deep state, uh, you know, long running maneuver to make sure Trump uh, cannot be inaugurated uh, in in November. I mean, it really comes down. To, I mean, the reason so the Pentagon, about, we, 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 we've had this fight now with the administration. They know we're coming after them now. That's why I say the stakes are higher. The easiest part we have is to win this, and that's going to be monumental. And then to close the deals, to make sure it's not stolen. We're going to have Gina Svoboda in Arizona, a federal judge, just overturned the fact he has to show an ID so the illegal aliens can vote like crazy in Arizona. Not that that's not a key state. So they know they're coming for us. Every, after we win, you know this, Benz, because you're going to be in the administration. You'll be part of this like last time. Every day is going to be Stalingrad. It's going to be a war to the knife with the deep state on this. So tell us, tell our audience how they're already getting in front of this. They understand the stakes, and they have no intention of having anybody in the Oval Office that it can empower someone like Mike Benz, sir. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday on uh, on Twitter slash X, you know, we we I, I watched a documentary with people about uh, how the the CIA and the State Department did this during the 20th century when they uh, would try to basically rig an election in a foreign country, and then if the person won anyway, there were all these destabilization techniques uh, in order to, uh, including basically having anarcho tyranny gangs, you know, sort of. Uh, Militia groups take to the streets, uh, working with the union groups to shut down the industrial sector, mass protests and walkouts, economic destabilization, weaponization of the Justice Department. All of this uh, are the, you know, the, this is the blueprint that our foreign policy establishment, the Pentagon, State Department, and CIA have been doing for now 70 years. We saw uh, basically a up close and personal glimpse of that uh, in the year 2020, and when you had groups like the Transition Integrity Project run by Rosa Brooks. Rosa Brooks was a high-ranking Pentagon official with a CIA blue badge who ran a, a simulation uh, with John Podesta personally role-playing the role of Joe Biden for how to uh, how to overturn the results of an election in 2020 if Trump won a, quote, clear electoral victory. Scenario three there was a clear Trump win, and they this involved the Biden campaign working directly with groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, as well as uh, developing all of these, you know, weaponizing their uh, their civil society contacts to bring the country to a screeching halt in the same way that the CIA works with uh, trade uh, trade labor union groups and student groups when they're doing something like this to shut down uh, a government in a country they don't like. And in fact, we saw the this confirmed in a Time magazine article published in January 2021, where Molly Ball uh, wrote about the, the secret agreement between the AFL-CIO and the Chamber of Commerce. By the way, those are two of the four wings of the CIA's top cutout, the National Endowment for Democracy, uh, to stand down on the planned shutdown DC protests and, uh, and mass walkouts by the two million strong labor force of the AFL-CIO, who's been working with the CIA for 70 years, I should add, so much so that leftists in the 1960s used to call them the AFL-CIA. So what you're going to see is a White House completely surrounded on all sides in the event that Trump wins by uh, every instrument of society weaponized against them by the deep state. Mike Benz, Transition Integrity Project, Mark Elias and those guys put it out in the summer of 2020. We went around the country, warned people. Certain people in the Trump, I'll be blunt, certain people in the Trump campaign didn't take it seriously. And there's where we are. Uh, Molly Ball then, you're right, did a cover story where they then afterwards bragged they wanted 
want to take credit and bragged about doing it. What, for our audience, because this is the number one issue, people, to put their early search radar up, what signs are you seeing right now that we have another issue in this? So there's a few. They're using this dictator framing, you know, that Trump is going to be a dictator to pull out, you know, this kind of CIA Department of Dirty Tricks style, you know, take down a dictator from, from you know, dictatorship to democracy type playbook that we do to topple foreign governments all around the world. And so some of the early warning signs involve things like the fact that just one month ago, it was either the New York Times or the Washington Post who published uh, a story about how the Georgetown Law Center is working on on lawsuits to uh, and and trying to basically t uh, tee up uh, bills that can be uh, that can be codified before Trump takes office around stopping the ability to invoke the National Guard to uh, to break up protests. Which you know the Georgetown Law Center is exactly where Rosa Brooks is right now. By the way, who was the head of the Transition Integrity Project that again had John Podesta role playing the role of Joe, Joe Biden in soliciting Black Lives Matter street muscle to shut down the country if. Trump were to win the Electoral College victory. So it's that exact same network that was coming up with a plan about how to stop the ability for the federal government uh, to basically, if it was put under crisis by mass destabilizing protests, to be able to uh, to call in backup to uh, to defend themselves. That is, there would be no way if they can get you know millions of people on the streets by getting the unions they work with to just basically all all do a walkout. Uh, there'd be no way to uh, to stop that. And then in addition, you have this civil society capacity building by the Biden administration. The, the Biden administration has created all of these basically proxy militias. You know, there are things like, for example, this new climate core, which is basically these uh, youth student movements. And there's many adjacencies to these, these climate protest groups and Antifa and, this, and the street muscle protests of the summer of love in 2020. And those groups are now getting federal government dollars and are essentially a, a force on standby that could be used with government dollars as as a sort of mercenary army to participate in these destabilization efforts if Trump were to win the election. Uh, Benz, we're going to have you back on. We're drill down on this deeply because just like we did on the transition integrity project, the, since lawfare's collapsing, Trump, MAGA's ascendant, McConnell, everybody, they're all dropping out. Uh, the polling is unbelievable. They've got one shot here. They've got to steal it. President Trump knows that. Everybody knows they got to steal it. They can't win if they don't steal this. And we've got to stop it this time. We're going to win the deal. We've got to close the deal. Benz, where do people get to you on social media and your website? Yep, so the best place is on X, you know, Twitter, at Mike Ben Cyber, all one word, at Mike Ben Cyber. And our publications are available at foundationforfreedomonline.com. Thanks, Steve. That was a great interview. Mike Benz with uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, yeah. The war room and credit where credit is due. Uh, uh, it was one of those, one of those interviews that you uh, you got to play and help to spread around because he said some important stuff, and people have to hear it. I think. Yeah. By the way, speaking of spread around, want to remind uh, people this is Jim and Bill the podcast. It's right. anotherday dot com. Um, you can get us at mail at jimandbill dot com, mail at it's anotherday dot com, and jimandbill at mail dot com, and. Spread us around, too. Tell your friends about us. Share us, link us, like us, all that fun <laughs> stuff. And, uh, well, you know, the funny thing about it is somebody's doing it because we're growing in leaps and bounds, and we thank you very much for doing, for spreading the word. But keep doing it, okay? Uh, our number here is 833-538-7868. If you want to call us, 833-538-7868. Interesting, though, uh, uh, apparently the deep state is, 
in a panic over the possibility of Donald Trump being the president again, and they're doing everything they can. And they're also warning, like you heard Mike Pence, they're warning about uh, if he gets in, there's going to be a lot of trouble, a lot of people going to be uh, raising well, Kane. I think it's a foregone conclusion. They raised Kane because they didn't think that he was going to get in back in you know, 2017, but he did. And so they started raising Kane then to trip him up. And he's wise. He's on to their 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 shenanigans now. Yeah. And I think they know that too. But, you know, they've got the building blocks out there. And don't tell me, you know, people say, oh, the illegal aliens are ransomware for the money that they want for other stu- uh, stupid things they want to squander it on. No, their votes and everything else, uh, you know, in California. Now, now, I don't know how they're going to get this one by the American public oh, wow. or, or laws, but what, what they're proposing now is that illegal Im- immigrants get interest-free housing loans. That was my next story, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Assemblyman Joaquin um, Arabula. Joaquin Dumbass. That's what yeah. his name is. Joaquin. From Fresno, my hometown. <laughs> Are you sure he's even legal? <laughs> We don't even know. Uh, but the fact is, Bill, that these people will get, what, 0% interest rates on new homes? By the on way, new did homes. you, now, wait did a you minute. see the picture that accompanied the story on Gateway Pundit? Oh, yeah, they were they were grabbing their crotch and flipping you off. Yeah. Well, you know what, <laughs> now, uh, and, and, you know, you if, even if you're a liberal wanting to buy a house, go to the Gateway Pundit. They show it to you right there, illegal aliens. And the story on Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Google it in the in the regular news. Oh, it's a big deal. You know, they get to come here and get the American dream. No, they're not get the okay, if that's the American dream. We all should I, get we all should have zero interest rates. Yeah, you know what? I want to buy the Taj Mahal. Can I get that interest free? Yeah. <laughs> maybe 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 what they could do is reparations to me because they haven't given me the American dream. I can get negative interest where they pay me to take stuff off their hands. You know, in the this meantime, in the meantime, we still have uh, veterans who are homeless living on the street. You know, oh now, screw them! They served the they they served the wrong nation. Oh, I uh, hate to say that, but you know that's that's that is the picture they're painting. You fought for a country you believed in, but it doesn't believe in you. Amazing, amazing. So. Uh, if you're an illegal, the place to be is is out in Los Angeles, out in uh, California, because you may be able to get an interest-free home loan. Lucky you. Well, I don't you. think it's going to be maybe. It's going to be legal, but, you know. In the meantime, the- I just saw a story this morning, Bill, about uh, they found a head of a young woman in a park. I believe it was on Long Island. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Whether, uh, did you see the story? Uh, no, says, I didn't see the story. Fe- female uh, head found in Long Island Park, surrounded by schools. It's the same park where a man's arm with missing fingerprints was recently found by a young schoolgirl. Salvadorian MS-13 gang is suspected. Now, I wonder how many of those gang members are here illegally. I'm oh, just, I don't know. I'm just wondering. You know, we have a bunch of Venezuelan gangs roaming the streets in New York, and they're all illegal. And they they know that they're impregnable. You can't get to them because they'll be released within 15 minutes when you do pick them up and bring them into the station. You so know? if you want some of these benefits, file down your, 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 uh, Finger your fingerprints, fingerprints yep. and uh, cross the border. Just go to the other side and come back aclo- across. 
And then when they, uh, you know, they ask you who you are, Juan Valdez. I was in prison. <laughs> yes. That's why you can't find you know, me in you know, any database, you know. You know Venezuela you'll get said? money. Venezuela said, we don't want those people back. If, they, if, they're not going back. We're stuck with them. And you know what? If you're going, boy, that's bad. We're going to have to do something about this. Because, you know, I did see a, a survey now where it's showing well, that the vast majority of Americans, Democrat, Republican, independents, black, want Trump back because they're going, I don't care what the news says. Life was better. Things were better. Safer. but And safer. Yeah. And here, this is what we've got. This is all thanks to Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, there's, you there's know an, the thing is, you know, they say they're not going to take it back in Venezuela. Where are we getting a lot of our oil now? From Venezuela. All he have to do is say. Crappy oil, too. All we have to do is say, okay, we're going we're to stop pumping our own oil. And uh, we're going to turn off the spigot to, from Venezuela. And we're not going to give you any more of our money. You're not going to be able to do business with us. And we're going to put pressure on people you do business with around the world not to do business with you, too. They'll take them back. Trust me. They will take the uh, Venezuelan criminals back. Maybe, maybe not, you know, because they do produce their own oil. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, Joe has created a mess. You've got to, you've got to. Now, he didn't pass legislation, didn't have to. The IRS can take the suggestion uh, on him to where he talked about gig workers forever. That's actors, that's anybody, contractors that do things that get a 1099. Well, on March 11th, you know, unbeknownst to everybody, or maybe you didn't know, they, they passed a law inside of the, a rule inside of the IRS that is going to eliminate millions of jobs in, in a short uh, period of time. Well, that's all thanks to Joe Biden. Then you look at Amazon. Didn't they? You're saying they're going to eliminate a lot of IRS jobs? Do no, we, no, not IRS jobs. Real jobs. Okay, let's oh, I say that, you, I, I was confused. Uh, let's say like, you were displaced. If you were displaced by COVID, you said right. I work from home now. Right. So you you do a 1099. You're a contract right. uh, laborer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gig work. Right. And gig work, you know, they either want to limit you how much you can make. Or, and they want to be sure that the government is getting its fair share of the money, which in my case, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, what they want to do is say, no, these gig workers have to be declared employees. That means that they fall under union rules and they're going to get higher salaries and they're going to get benefits and vacations. And the whole purpose of them is for company survivalship to where in radio, a lot of the guys you hear on the air anymore, they're not in that studio in that town. They're at home in their pajamas doing a show as a gig worker. All collectively, they can make some decent money, but not like the contracts used to be. But it's it's not just affecting gig workers. It's also affecting some big workers, too, like um, Anderson Cooper and Chris Wallace Mm -hmm. and uh, other people. Apparently, CNN hosts who have the big paychecks. I didn't realize that Anderson Cooper makes like twenty million a year. For he's not going to hurt when they fire for, him. But you know, he's for what bill? And where are they going to go to get another job? You know. Well, that's that's just it. He'll 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 start a podcast, and his liberal croonies will go to him there, and he'll probably make more money. Well, no, he's got to be careful because the gig thing and everything. But you know, he can afford the taxes. But you know, you got big companies like Amazon that are cutting their expenses. You know, they're building in uh, Massachusetts, well, I think it's Wilmington, Mass, 
a big giant warehouse. Oh, I know that that employs nobody. It's all automated. Oh, I know they make they make their whole business. Uh, if they could, it would all be automated. Really. So yeah, jobs are going away, and this is a good thing under Biden because it puts you under the mushroom but, and their control and on the government teat. But they would rather take the illegals and put them under the teat. Okay, Mark Thompson is the new CEO at uh, CNN, and he has. I guess, had it with the prima donnas at uh, CNN, you know, those who have an agenda. They haven't got the ratings to support the payrolls anymore. I mean, these guys, these guys are walking around acting like they're superstars and CNN is going down the tubes. It's tanking. So apparently uh, this guy Thompson has said, and he's, like I said, brand new. He said, okay, nobody's safe anymore. Uh, You're all making too much money. And uh, we're going to start tightening the belt here at CNN to match the tightening of our ratings. You know, I mean, if you if you if our numbers are going down, you can expect that uh, our salaries and our payroll is going to go down, too. And so guys like uh, uh, Anderson Cooper and Chris Wallace and and those, you know, Chris Wallace. I mean, how does he justify uh, the salary he makes over at CNN? None of those people have an audience anymore. You know, I mean, Chris Wallace, he had an audience when he was uh, at one of the, was he at uh, CBS? But he had an audience when he worked uh, for the network. And then he had an audience, a bigger audience when he worked for Fox. But, uh, I mean, the guy was, uh, he was a, a, a guy who had an agenda and he wasn't ashamed to let the world know he had an agenda. And it cost him his uh, job at, uh, and his stature at Fox. But they uh, they picked him up over at CNN and figured, oh, we'll dust you off and make you a star here. Hasn't happened. It has not happened. So CNN is going through uh, a belt tightening. So uh, for all the gig workers out there who are getting there, but see, the gig workers, they, these are just the, uh, they're like the blue-collar workers of America. You know, these are the guys and gals who go, who have their own home studios. They have uh, oh. they have kids who play softball, and they, you know they're they're all American people who just happen to work in media, and uh, they're working from their from their own studios. They shouldn't be affected by all of this nonsense that Biden is. But Biden, you know, he's 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 out for one thing. He's out for his money and his power. Period. That's it. You know, well, you know, maybe we're overreacting to it, but I got that from a left-leaning news source. Because I kind of, I knew about it, uh, that he was talking about it, but I didn't know that it all came about. And I said, whoa, March 11th, well, that's coming up in a few days. Uh, what does that mean? And nobody knows what it means except that, you know, the IRS will let you know. that They'll let the businesses know what it means. And when they got to, you know, put up or shut up, guess who gets kicked out the door? Mm. You know, maybe moms that are work-at-home moms because they have kids, and that's the only way they can make money. What a shame. What a shame. A lot of people in our business, people who you hear on the radio sometimes and TV every single day doing all sorts of commercials, you know, things that you just expect to be done in big studios. Many times nowadays they're being done, like Bill said, in home studios. The show is done from a home studio. That's exactly right. That's and exactly sometimes right. from a on the road portable studio from a hotel room. And, you and, know, and come by, on. by the way, the quality of the studios nowadays are unbelievable. I mean, you can do a show from anywhere nowadays. In the old days, uh, it was impossible. Nowadays, it's uh, more the norm than anything else. Hey, uh, Republican Representative Nicole Maliotakis oh, yes. from New York. Yeah. This lady, she took on the squad. 
she had a couple of things to say about the squad. This was on, I believe, Fox and Friends early, the the show that comes before Fox and Friends. See, right. I, this should have been on like in a prime show, I think. Here, but nah, they stick they stuck her early on before the uh, the Fox and Friends program came up. But a here's little secret trip. Yeah, here's what she said. These are anti-American members of Congress. Okay, they are communist sympathizers, and they go to Cuba, which is not only a state sponsor of terrorism, but they side with our adversaries. They are in bed with Iran, North Korea. Communist China, uh, Russia, they allow for them to operate spy bases 90 miles from our shores. They have harbored fugitives. They have harbored terrorists. And it's unconscionable that these members of Congress would go there trying to appease the government of Cuba. I mean, and they want, and then they go under the guise of wanting to do something about human rights. Do they know that the people in Cuba, including my relatives, they earn about $15 a month? $15 a month. So they come here in the United States, they're preaching about fair wages, everyone should make a living wage, and then they go and support a government that pays its people $15. And you know why it's a farce? It's a farce because every single one of these members voted against the resolution standing with the Cuban people in 2021 when they were on the streets fighting for their lives, fighting for freedom. The, the socialist squad in Jayapal, they all voted no to stand against the people and with the Cuban regime. Yeah. Jayapal and AOC and Elaine Omar and all these different people, the squad. I didn't even know this, Bill. They went down on a, what, fact-finding trip to Cuba? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw the story, and but I'm really, I mean, I'm, my jaw's dropped, I mean. In Cuba, they make $180 a year. Wow. I mean, I mean, if we work hard enough, we can excel down to that level just like oh, them. If we keep Thanks following, to the squad. You yeah, keep following Biden and his administration, absolutely. Well, we got something to look down to. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> reaching, nothing, to look, nothing to look up to in know, this country, so we got to look down. Trump had us reaching new heights, and Biden has us reaching new lows. So, there yeah. you go. Your line for the day. But uh, the sad part about it is uh, these people went down there and, you know, just their presence was a propaganda tool for the Cuban government. Just the fact that these AOC squad members were down there, you know, hobnobbing with the communists uh, was a a nice uh, propaganda piece for them. Not for us, because you notice dutifully the mainstream media did nothing. Our media didn't talk about that that trip to Cuba, nothing, mm. you know. And I and I'll bet you they came back and reported to Joe too. They probably went. Although I take that back. I understand that they they weren't voting. Uh, Rashida Tlaib didn't vote for uh, for Biden uh, in no. the in the primary because she is not happy with his stance in the Middle East. And, well, they and wanted Israel. to show. They wanted to show. Uh, the hold they have on a certain amount of numbers, and which is that in an, in, in itself uh, is kind of scary. But then, if you look at the the numbers uh, of the right that Trump is leading in, uh, even in Democratic states, the Republicans or the the conservative vote is shadowing. You know, the uh, just casting the the left into the shadows. And I think the left sees that, and they're afraid. They don't know what to do. And everything they throw at Trump only mm. makes him bigger, stronger, and better. 
And now they can sit there and say, well, you know, boy, did he mumble this up. You know, he's an idiot. He's this and that. People are, people are going, no, he's actually, I, I'd like those old policies again. And the, the, the fat memes, the, 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 the memes, you know, well, all they have to do is look to Joe and just say, okay, let's mimic that and cast that on Trump. That's what they do. They, they forecast their bad and they cast it on Trump. Trump is, you know, pretty smart, bright guy. Uh, and they don't know what to do about it. Well, all I can tell you is that uh, uh, it, it, <laughs> Trump seems to have a handle on what's happening. You watch this guy. I, I'm I'm amazed. I see all these indictments. All, he was in court yesterday. I think he was an observer uh, at a, at a was it Miami when he was uh, mm-hmm. he was in court mm-hmm. while the uh, uh, Fonnie Willis case was uh, being was going on. So in the lower right-hand corner, they had a picture of, uh, I guess, his motorcade pulling away from from that uh, appearance. But he doesn't seem to be terribly upset about what's going on. It's like he seems to have everything under control. Would you have things under control if you had a judgment of $455 million hanging over your head and they're knocking on your door asking for a check? Because basically that's what's happening right now. They want before you can appeal in New York, you got to make sure that uh, you have the money set aside so that uh, you know you can then appeal. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, yeah. I, I I would have thought you can appeal it before you have to pay the judgment. But in in New York, they have some strange laws and oh. some strange officials too. Like um, Letitia, I wanted to I wanted to also talk to you about something which really kind of irks me. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have invested a lot of their money into things like Weight Watchers, right? I mean, Weight okay. Watchers. Uh, I, I know. And I have been one of those people on occasion because you believe. And when someone like Oprah comes along, she carries, I, this is no pun intended, but she carries a lot of weight. Weight. Right? And, and she carries it. Uh, she helps to promote the product. Uh, the sales skyrocketed when she bought into the company. I think she owns 10% of Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. She admitted something, Bill, uh, over the past couple of days that uh, irritated a lot of uh, Oprah fans. You know, she was talking about, she was doing commercials about all the different menus and the tasty food and how much weight you can lose and look what it's done for me. Well, she admitted on, on a talk show recently that the weight loss really is coming from drugs she's taking. Drugs, okay? Uh, Go Go ahead. I was going to say, because I was going to jump on this one, too. Uh, did she jettison her stock before she no. went public with that? No. Uh, so she did do it afterwards. Yeah, she's she's donating her stock to uh, well, a black organization. That's all she has. She only has 10%. Yeah. She only okay. owns 10% of the company, from what I understand. But, uh, you know, she was the spokesperson. A lot of people, they just follow her dutifully. Oh, is Oprah uh, owning the company? It has to be great. I'm going to go on the, on the Weight Watchers day. And then people wonder why they yo-yo, right? I'm not saying it doesn't work. It works for a lot of people, okay? Uh, I lost weight on Weight Watchers, and I also gained it back later on. And I lost, and I gained it, and I lost, and I gained it. I I mean, I I should work for Duncan, the yo-yo company, you know? Uh, Funny you should mention that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But that's the way I am. And Oprah has been taking drugs. Now, here's the problem I have. I've been following weight loss for all my life. I'm a big guy, you know? Um... I don't know of any drugs, 
any drugs that are out there that'll help you like lose the weight that she's talking about. Uh, now she's a billionaire and she can afford to buy anything she wants. So my question to you is this, is she getting something illicit? Is there something illicit? Well, look, well, I have a, I have a question for you. Let's just go off the deep end. It's a Saturday. Sure, uh, that, that, that adrenochrome stuff that they talk about that makes you look younger. Does it make you All look right. thinner? Well, you know, if you take something that uh, rejuvenates and reverses your metabolism, then yeah, I would expect I would expect that it would sit there and revitalize. I, I don't have it in front of me. I was actually doing research on a paper for an article. Uh-huh. But there is a gene that you have that um, is it a gene. If you a activate it? Well, it's a cell that basically it's like a mutant cell in your body. It's dormant. That, it, yeah. It, but it causes the aging process. And that cell can be manipulated to where it turns into a healthy cell. And all of a sudden, it does reverse the aging pro- uh, process. Now, maybe adrenochrome has the same effect on that cell. But either way, you're talking about something radical. And think about this. Before she ever got into the Weight Watcher thing, mm-hmm. she had she had ballooned up and dropped down. Yeah. And then ballooned up again. There are other people just like that, right. kind of in that Hollywood elite. So I always thought the Weight Watcher thing was a scam. And the real losers in this thing are the people that have invested in Million. the stock. Million. They lost because the stock has Bill, tanked. How about, the, how about the people who just bought the product based upon and, and put their hopes and their dreams well, into a product that didn't maybe perform for them? Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Would it affect residents of the state of New York and New York City? Uh, well, you tell me. Yes, it would. So where the hell's Letitia James on this one? I mean, she's going after anybody that's ever oh, no, said no, no, anything. No, no, no. She's, Letitia James and Oprah probably are on the same side of well, the street. Well, that's my, okay? that's, that's yeah, my that's, point. That, is that, you, you don't know, hold your breath. You're going to turn but, blue. But, well, no, because Oprah's out of it now. Oprah's out of it now, and she's given her stock to uh, a group. Mm-hmm. So Letitia could go after uh, Weight Watchers because she's not doing anything against Oprah. And Oprah well, could see, the uh, thing turn about, around and be the, the thing, victim in all this. The thing about Weight Watchers, like a lot of these weight loss programs, is for a lot of people they do work. But not everybody. Mm-hmm. But not everybody, okay? And, and uh, a lot of people put their hopes and dreams on what Oprah said. If you're going to sue anybody, I would think that. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. I won't say it. One of the one of the key factors of Weight Watchers, and since you did it, you ate their food. You know that one of the things that you do is you re-educate your body by taking seasoning, salts, and stuff like that out of it that have a certain effect on you, and you're pretty much eating food that is bland to you. At some point in time, your body turns around, and gets used to it, and goes, "Oh, this is pretty good," but. That's stuff you could do on your own without buying now, your food. I should point out to our listeners that adrenochrome that we're talking about, we don't talk about, for the most part, uh, conspiracy theory, theories. But there's a lot of people who are talking about stuff like that, and they're, they're well-meaning people. And, you know, when you think that uh, there couldn't be something like adrenochrome, well, how adrenochrome works, from what I understand, is they get the blood of frightened children. That sounds terrible, right? right? Because frightened children have uh, have the healthiest blood, and when you frighten them, 
there's adrenaline in the blood. And apparently adrenaline is a key ingredient in that mix. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I've heard. And supposedly a lot of very wealthy people uh, spend a lot of money to take it regularly so that they can keep a youthful appearance for business reasons, whatever. You can see some politicians, for example, who will look terrible, look their age, and then they'll disappear for a couple of weeks vacation and come back and look like they're 25 years younger. And I'll just leave it at that. You know who I'm talking about. You have seen it. You know, and it's not that they just relaxed on the beach and it brought them back. All of a sudden, their skin has less wrinkles, their eyes have less sags, and they look younger than they should look. And then there are some Hollywood stars that are people who are in their 60s who are superstars. I'm not going to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about. And these people still retain their youthful 30-ish look. And you wonder, yeah. how the hell do they do that? I'm their age, and I look like my grandmother or grandfather. Well, you do the math, and then tell me that stuff doesn't work, and I'll, I'll, leave, I'll stop my soapbox in a second. Another thing is this. People say, well, blood, you know, make it sound like... No, they've been people who have been enamored with uh, drinking blood for centuries where do you think the stories about vampires and werewolves come from? They are old myths, but they, they talk about drinking blood. What, what, what is the magic about drinking blood? Well, you know, uh, maybe there's something to it. I don't drink blood. You don't drink blood. You're a normal person. But maybe there's something out there that we don't know, and they're keeping from the masses. Well. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Bill. It's all in the blood. And you know that cell I was talking about, I had to look back to the notes here. It's called the senescent cell. Uh -huh. And it's a zombie cell. And it basically, that is your, uh, that's your time clock in your system that causes you to age and things wow. to go down. So and maybe, you... maybe ad adrenochrome uh, turns that cell off. Or neutralizes yeah. it, or you know, because they've done experiments in rats. They took an old rat that was balding and had the hair falling, you know, falling out and grayish. And they injected something in it that took that senescent cell that it had and basically wiped it out of its body. And all of a sudden, all its fur came back. It picked up its vigor. It was, it was like it was a young rat again. Uh, you know, and uh, Not that you want to save a you rat. Know, but the, you know, Bill, everyone did this. I'm, I'm, I mean, you've seen um, pictures of old people back in the turn of the 20th century, right, or the late 1800s. And there, you'll look at a picture and you'll see somebody and they'll say, uh, you know, so-and-so's grandfather. And you, you read into the picture and you see, that guy's 45 years old. He looks like he's 70. He looks like he's 75. I think that through diet and through improved health methods, we have already slowed down that process of aging. I mean, people are living healthier, they're living longer, and they do look more youthful. You know, that they did years ago. So I'm just saying that can they slow down the process? Are there other things out there that 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 work? There probably are. But getting back to Oprah, she she says she's taking a drug that's making her lose the weight and keep it off. And I don't know of any drug out there that's on the market right now that that'll do that. And she says pharmaceuticals will do it now. Yeah, pharmaceuticals that we probably can't buy. But if you're a billionaire like Oprah, you probably own the company, you know? 
Yeah, she does. She probably has. That, that'll be the thing she'll say. Well, I got stock in this now uh, because there's more money in that than there is anything else. I mean, she's all about money. She's she is not the uh, the princess that she would like to purport herself to be. But she does what it is. She doesn't seem to be somebody who has a, a faith. You know, uh, she. I never hear her talking about thanking God for her success or um I, and I find that a lot of people who have look at Bill Gates. I think he thinks he did it all by himself, and and uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he had a faith. I I, th- I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know for sure, but I I think he, he, it would be more. I would be more inclined to think the guy is an agnostic or an atheist uh, myself, because for some reason a lot of these guys think what the richer they get the more they think they did it by themselves and there's nothing else but themselves, you know? They become the mm-hmm. center of the world, and uh, and it's sad. Anyway, Bill, you have something else you want to add? I, I, I'm rambling on. It's a Saturday program, by the way. On Saturday, we get a little looser with our stuff. By the way, we should also point out that if you want to reach us, how do you do it, Bill? Yeah, we need the, uh, the to grow our audience even more. Uh, well, it's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, jimandbill at mail.com. You've memorized the phone number, the 800 number, so you can call in, eight three three. yep, 833 A couple of things going on today. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, what is it? Uh, Idaho? Yeah. Uh, Michigan? And uh, is it Missouri? They're They're casting their... Through caucus and uh, appointment of the their uh, electoral uh, uh, delegates, uh, they're they're appointing them today. I got a question, I think. Bill. It, when, is Illinois in the Super Tuesday? Is that is that next Tuesday? I think so. Yeah. Well, I well, mean, that judge put a halt on Trump's name uh, in the Illinois uh, ballot. Does that mean that the Supreme Court will have to rule between now and Tuesday? Well, maybe, maybe not, because uh, I don't know. Um, that was, it's funny you mentioned that. That is uh, explicit timing that the left is not talking about, and, the, and they can sit there and go, well, Trump didn't get a single delegate in Illinois. That should be a signal. They want to take a state away from him. Yeah. But you know what? If it's ruled otherwise, does that throw out the election? Well, no, I think what they should do is they should, uh, the Republican Party in Illinois should do what they vowed to do in Colorado. If they uh, keep his name off the ballot, they caucus. They have a, yeah. an emergency caucus, no more, no no primary caucus, and uh, pick the, the delegates and distribute the delegates by caucus. Yeah. Uh, it just makes sense. I will to have me. to look. I don't know if uh, Illinois is this Tuesday or the following. There's a Super Tuesday this uh, this coming Tuesday, yeah. and then again coming up either the following Tuesday, uh, but pretty much by the 19th of March, if not this Tuesday. Trump should have sewn up the Republican nomination and have the numbers that he's going to need to have. So, yeah, I can see where the, that judge acting as a good little Democrat said, I'm going to throw a wrench in this just to get the negativity of the news. So that is important to say if he doesn't get one dime in Illinois, but Nikki gets him. Yeah. You know, well, you uh, know, that's it, kind of unfair. I think no, she, it's not kind of it is unfair. She just picked up a couple of. Uh, of endorsements. Nikki did. You know that? She picked up uh, uh, Alaska Lisa Murkowski, who's a incredible rhino. 
She is she she makes she's the definition of the word rhino. As a matter of fact, if you look in the dictionary and you ask for the definition, you see her picture. Um, mm-hmm. Susan Collins from Maine, another rhino, has endorsed mm-hmm. Nikki Haley too. So uh, they they're following their. They're you leaders. know they, they make it sound like it's a huge pickup. Oh, Nikki Haley picked up two endorsements. By the way, endorsements don't do a damn thing for you. They don't do yeah, nothing for you. What amazes me about uh, Nikki, and I will give her credit for this, I mean, she is getting the hell beat out of her. She is losing everywhere. You know, for all practical purposes and even beyond, she should have dropped out. I mean, there is no path to victory, even with those endorsements. But somehow she gets her face on the news 20 times a day. And how in the hell? You have to ask yourself, why? Why? Yeah. Why? She, she, the pathway to the presidency, it doesn't even, it doesn't even exist if Trump leaves. If Trump mm-hmm. left the, the uh, election right now, if he decided to drop out, do you think that the MAGA supporters would jump to Nikki Haley? <laughs> no way. You, no, you, they'd, be, they'd be more inclined to go with Vivek, who, by the way, these guys only suspended their campaigns. They're not stopped. It isn't over for them. If Trump were to to leave the presidency, the election, hey, they could just start it up in the like a switch. Yeah. So the numbers are in. Uh-huh. Uh We we know the damage that Dylan Mulvaney, you know the, no, the I heard about this, yeah. what he did to, uh, to Budweiser. Well, they they lost in the billions. So thanks to Dylan Mulvaney, the king of beers is now the uh, they've been reduced to the court jester. Uh, and you Nobody, know, I mean, they lost about ten percent of their revenue. Well, I think it was more than that. They they lost a lot. Their image is gone. Trump said it's time to forgive, but I'm sitting there going, you know, I get that. But my thing is, and, and you even got a family member that is sitting there going, hey, I'll buy back the company and I'll straighten this out. The problem that I have with that, and even though he didn't have a choice in the company selling, you've got to be careful who your leaders are in the company. And if you sell it, who you sell it to, especially if the company's name carries your family name, because if you sell it to someone and you don't, yeah, it's your company, you do what you want to do with it. Yeah, my name's attached. Please don't harm my name. Well, that's that why, sell that's why screwed uh, everyone. What was it? Uh, one of the Bush family members said, I'll buy the company back. I, I want to buy it back. Uh, one of Anheuser-Busch's uh, uh, yeah. relatives said, uh, you know, I, I because his name is on yes, it, and, exactly, and and he wants to redeem it, and I feel bad for him, but it, and it was not his fault that what happened. It's Dylan's fault because Dylan knew what he was going to do, and D- Dylan it was just in it for money. Oh wait, excuse me, I got to stand corrected. Uh, is does Dylan identify as a he, as a she, as a he, she? See, because if you don't get it right. Hey, I mean, speaking of that, I saw a video yesterday, Bill. You got to get to check it out. I, if I find it, I'll, I'll send you the link. Um, a minority woman, st- she is um, her daughter uses the, the the restroom area, the restroom in the park. Her daughter is going into the ladies' room, and this minority woman is is physically keeping this big uh, transgender. Uh, woman in, qu- in quotations from going in. She says, "You ain't going in there, honey. 
You and I said to myself, God bless you, lady. This lady is she's she was protecting you. Don't get in the way, by the way, of an angry woman in in her child. Uh, she she kept that, and this guy stood twice her height, but the guy wasn't getting in that restroom. It wasn't going to happen under her watch over her dead body, you know. And uh, apparently, he kept uh, she she kept the uh, transgender person from using the restroom while the daughter was in there, which I thought was pretty amazing. But, you know, they don't have, they shouldn't have to go through stuff like this. I mean, it, it, come on, folks. Do you, do you think, by the way, that this whole transgender uh, argument is nothing more than a distraction? I do, because it wasn't even an issue well, five years ago. It is a distraction that's being manipulated by the left. And they're doing that because a divided America is an America that they can control, you know, which, believe it or not, is what they're trying to do. They got to divide us so they can conquer. And when they conquer, they rule and they, they want us divided. Now, do you think if you're, if you're a transgender going, they're on my side? No, they're not. They're using you. And when they get what they want, they don't care about you. They're going to throw you to the side. Look, my opinion you know, I, I, I'm a non-confrontational kind of guy. Uh, if we can spend the billions we spend, right, uh, in mm-hmm. all of these ridicu- ridiculous wars, then we can add another bathroom, and that bathroom can be for transgenders only, okay? So there can be a men's room, a ladies' room, and a transgender bathroom. That's it. That's You want to solve the problem? Do If you're going to make this a part of your world, then be fair about it. I also yeah. think that they shouldn't compete in women's sports, too. That's my opinion. And so I'm sticking to it. we've got a lot it. going on this weekend. you got uh, maybe uh, a decision coming very soon mm-hmm. on January 6th. The left is all up in the air about that. But uh, if Trump gets immunity, you know, then that, uh, that changes a lot of things, as well it should. Um, you've got the, uh, the Fanny Fanny, whatever the hell you want to call her, that case, they say about two weeks, but you know when everything was presented, um, it was it was pretty well cemented in stone that they got caught. Now letting it fester too long because the left is out there trying to uh, slowly dismantle it, saying, "Well, you know, it's none of none of your business and their personal life and all of this stuff." And well, they didn't really prove anything. We don't need two weeks of well, they didn't really do. Well, they either here's, need to- here's the thing: the judge has to decide is it, it appears, from, based upon the facts that we've seen, that they lied in court. Okay, that's the real issue. They've, it, it, it's almost like what you said, that, yeah, they can probably let them skate for having an affair, but uh, you, you're, not, you're not allowed as an officer of the court to lie in court. It, it, it is a sacrosanct uh, environment for lawyers, you know? You, yeah. You're supposed to be uh, above reproach. You everything you say to a judge under oath has got to be the truth. Period. Well, and they apparently got caught. Well, also it came out that you know Wade that she appointed, she doesn't have the power just to uniformly say, "You're the person. You've got the job." She had. There's a procedure where she has to go yeah. in, and she has to do it, and she didn't do it. Yeah. So it, it wasn't even an official appointing, and it turns out that when. They were they were together before she ever ran for office. Right. So that you know, everything has been thrown out the window on that. 
Do I think that she's going to have to serve time or anything like that? No. Do I think that she that it, it ruins the case and takes her off the case and her DA's office off the case? Yes. Do I think that that DA's office got to, it has got to be dismantled and start all over again because it's her office? Yes, I do. Yeah. Should she be disbarred? My opinion, yes, but that's up to the judge, and there's a good chance. It's that what she do they won't, call it—the so. fruit of the poisonous tree. If, if the if the head is poison, <clears throat> if uh, Fani is corrupt, then you have to back go back down the line in her office. It it has had a ripple effect on other. You know, Bill, it, it doesn't just affect Trump's case. It just it may also affect a number of other cases that they've tried and already had convictions on in Fulton County. You know, if, yeah. if this lady has been uh, acting inappropriately and uh, doing things that are, uh, you know, not above board, uh, she may have messed up not just the Trump case, but a whole litany of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? There's there's the stolen files from the uh, Georgia DA office, her office, that were hacked by Russian hackers. They thought oh, yeah. they got them, but they didn't get the Klan, and uh, they didn't get paid their ransom, as far as I know. So maybe they did, and that's why it hasn't been released. But if they release those files, uh, it's probably going to shed even a more negative light on Fannie and the court system there and everything. So... Uh, you know, a hint to that judge, you better make a ruling and you better make it a smart one uh, because if those files do exist and they're what we think they are, then the whole house of card, uh, cards come down. So make the ruling because that's not going to be pretty. There's a lot of weird things uh, that are going on. Uh, so. If you uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. I think it's time to wrap it up, my friend. I just looked at the clock on the wall. you have anything you want to add? Uh, There's a lot of things, but the time is running out. So uh, until we meet again, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America.